This week's wise words of wisdom: Don't drink and drive. Yeah, it's pretty good, actually. There you That's... go. That that should that should be the this week's wise words of wisdom. Yeah, what's going on, Sleeper Nation? We're back with another legendary episode. Of course, week eight is upon us, and we saw everything in in between happen. We went from the legend must draft one oh one next year, never gets hurt. Iron Man, Derek Henry gets sent to the IR with a foot injury. Of course, I know that is incredibly disappointing because a lot of people had that narrative that he would never get hurt. Unfortunately, the old man has finally struck. So, of course, I am now alongside the number one Australian analyst, Sheehan. How are you doing over there? Back again on the podcast. Yeah, no, it was uh, sad for uh, Henry getting injured. You're right. He's been Mr. Durable, Mr. Iron Man. It's hard to get injured when you're the biggest man on the field. So, uh, you know, the running back position claims another one. You know, I wanted to – actually, I did. I fell for that hype. I said, you know, Derrick Henry, he's not going to get hurt because he had the Marshawn Lynch effect where people were so concerned on tackling him that they couldn't lay a hit on him. They, could, they couldn't just get a good solid shot on him because they're just concerned with trying to tackle him in the first place because that's already incredibly difficult. And Marshawn Lynch had this ability of always staying healthy because he also had the same effect where people were just more concerned about taking him down than actually – laying a good shot on him and you know he didn't even get a good shot on derrick henry it was just a freak roll off uh roll over an ankle little tackle accident so i mean i'm not too concerned unfortunately if you drafted derrick henry it is a massive concern i know another person in one of my home leagues a very ultra competitive league he drafted derrick henry and calvin ridley right after that so his, his team is in shambles but uh of course we have another special guest returning once again george reed the legend back at it once again how you doing over there Man, it's fantastic to uh, this two weeks in a row. I've got guest hosts on my old show. Like it's almost like I used to do this or something. I don't know. Um, I, I, I did want to disagree with you on one thing. It's not oh. that people like were afraid to tackle their parents. They didn't want to. Like that dude is six foot three, <laughs> two hundred and fifty pounds. We've all seen his ridiculous workouts in the off season. Like I'm not getting in front of that dude. Like out of a hundred times, maybe three times, I'm tackle- I'm going to be able to tackle him. So like that that's the issue. Nobody is nobody just wanted to get in front of him. I mean, and I don't blame that. That dude is just a, a a different kind of human being. Like it's just ridiculous how how good and how how healthy he's managed to be all these years. And as a expert analysis sometimes says that it's one girthy mill. Uh, so on today's episode, we're going to be talking about our justifiable overreactions, and then we're going to put our minds and knowledge to the test. You know, everybody here, George, Sheehan, and I, we all have some questions laid out for each other to answer. Of course, on what's happened throughout the year, some fantasy football questions and all that good stuff. And then, of course, we have the ending of the two-minute drill. This is always a fun episode because we get to kind of just be creative with the questions, be creative with the answers, and then see what we know and see what has been actually going on and what the outliers on the season have been. But first, I will lay the floor for Sheehan. Yeah, before we get into the justifiable overreactions, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at Sleeperwire Show. Chuck us a few bucks on patreon.com slash Sleeperwire so we never miss any of the articles, podcasts, live shows with our awesome team. In case you don't know, we are a charity podcast. We raise money for mental health. Obviously, that's on the tip of everyone's tongues at the moment with the Calvin Ridley situation. So you want to support those causes, chuck us a few bucks on Patreon. Right, justifiable overreactions. I'm going to start with a nickname I've been trying to get going in the last couple of days. Jersey Mike White will be starting quarterback somewhere in 2022. No, that's an overreaction. I'm not going to give it a justifiable overreaction because there's a quarterback named Nick Mullins who was very impressive the first couple of weeks. And then he became an absolute train wreck. And now I, I don't even know if he's on a practice squad yet. So I'm, go, I'm going to go. That's an overreaction. Uh, I'm going to go with no as well. I think Matt Castle made like $60 million in the NFL. Off that one season where Tom Brady was injured and he stepped in for him for the Patriots. And, and from that one season, like just made the rest of his, his NFL career as a journeyman backup. Maybe it might, you know. He gets a couple more games, but I fully expect when Zach Wilson comes back, like he'll take over the starting role. Like that's the number two pick in this past year's draft. They're going to give him all the opportunity in the world. And, and next year, Mike White won't be a thing in the NFL anywhere. An addendum to that, and not a just for overreaction. 
I'll give. I'll set the over and under at ten and a half. That's how many throws Zach Wilson will attempt before the Jersey crowd or the Jets crowd start chanting for Mike White. Under it's Jersey, that's it's it's under for sure. <laughs> <laughs> under. And are we we convinced that Jersey Mike's a good nickname for him? I, I do like Jersey Mike. That's that's a solid nickname. That that's definitely solid. I can get behind it. I think I, I pegged that Joe Flacco was was at the Sandbox Special or something like that because he was the Jersey Mike <laughs> sub. Uh, anyway, number two, the Titans will not win a game while Derek Henry is out. To make this easier for you, assuming Henry misses the rest of the season, they play the Texans twice, the Jaguars, and the Dolphins over the next eight weeks. Now they're going to win all five of those games. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, hmm. You know, does this mean my AJ Brown stocks just go up or do they go down? I think they go. I think the Browns back is happening. Yeah, I think I think AJ Brown gets an uptick in, in value. I I think Julio Jones gets an uptick in value. I doubt um, that. No, I mean, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I, think, I, think, he, I think he does because they're not going to be able to rely on AP and Jeremy McNichols and whatever else they've got back there as much as they relied on Derrick Henry. So that's going they're going to have to shift from a an all run team to a team that's going to be a little bit more balanced with their pass and rushing. So uh, I expect to see a little bit of uptick in volume for the past weapons. So let's I think see. Our, go ahead. Let's just say I think our man the Thurk might finally come into the breakout season that I was touting he, across the off season. He, he just might. So let's see. Now, as I'm looking down Julio's stats for this year, the first game four and a half, then the second game, which was his best game of the season, uh, 128 receiving yards, no touchdown. He's still yet to score. A touchdown this year. Is that, I don't know if it's, the stat sheet is correct. It's Julio Jones is going to finish the year with three of them. What are you talking about? That, that's, <laughs> like, that's pretty good so far. I mean, he, he's missed three games so far. He hasn't practiced at all yeah. last week. So I and now he's going to be that. questionable now, Sunday need, night need, against the Rams. We need the stats for this year of him with no Derrick Henry. You can't because Derrick Henry has never missed a game. So exactly. I'm just I'm just saying they're not handing the ball to Adrian Peterson and Jeremy McNichols 30 times a game. That's just They're checking happening. it down to uh, Jeremy McNichols. Yeah, they'll check it to that down to him. He's a hell of a pass catching back. Uh, they also yep. signed uh, Dante Foreman to to their practice squad. So, I mean, you you talk about guys that scream dependable in that backfield. You know, thirty seven year old Adrian Peterson or thirty six year old Adrian Peterson and Dante Foreman, who's probably the biggest name coming back from an uh, Achilles tear, and he's just not very good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Adrian Peterson is 36. Fact check that real fast for you. Um, 36, 37. I knew he was in that, yeah. you know, that he's the, put it this way. I know for a fact he is the last non-special teams player in the NFL from the 2007 draft. Hmm. Like everybody else that was in that draft with him is out of the NFL. If they're not like a punter or a kicker. That's impressive. Wow. In itself, right there. I would like to see Frank Gore get signed. I think that'd just be cool, just for the Listen, giggles. Frank Gore was finally going to retire when his grandson is no longer in the league. <laughs> no, and I'm hoping that's safe, and I'm hoping that's the case. I want to see him on one more team. I want to see him get one more carry, just to see it happen. Uh, we did see a Gore. It was Monday night, of course, on the Chiefs, who had a who had a pretty good game, actually. Uh, he, he was pretty surprising. I was impressed. Uh, but back to the topic on hand, Julio Jones, who still is not practicing. You know, if he does play, he's must start in my opinion. Um, but, you know, of course, you got to play. Yeah, he's, he's got yeah, 10 absolutely. more games this year. I, I think I think he'll see an uptick. Now, number three, George, you saw him up close and personal. I know this is close to your heart. The Dolphins are the most unwatchable team in the NFL. Have you tried to watch the Texans? Yeah. Yeah, but at least they're sort of <laughs> – they're, they're bad in a fun way. <laughs> Listen, Miami, Miami is bad, right? Like our coaching – I don't know what the hell they're doing. Our coaching is horrible. Um, the the problem with that is is like we're going to go ahead and fire all the coaches in the offseason, uh, possibly fire the GM. I wish they'd keep Coach Flo, but if they fire the GM, then the next GM coming in is going to want to bring his own guy. So we're going to have all these guys because we didn't trade – like we didn't make any trades at all at the deadline, um, which, by the way, was a very uneventful trade deadline. Like Von Miller getting traded, okay, whatever. Um, Zach Ertz was probably the biggest fantasy name to get traded. Like it's just, it's been a super uneventful uh, trade deadline once again. And Miami didn't make any moves. Like I thought for sure we, we may shop uh, Devonte Parker. Um, I know a couple teams can use some wide receivers. So we thought maybe we'd shop him, uh, see if we could shop 
Will Fuller, like there's uh, Xavier and Howard. I expected him to get shopped. Like there's some players on our team that I was expecting to get shopped that just did it, and we still have them. Um, I think Miami's going to be like a five win team at the end of the year. Uh, our schedule does lighten up now that there's no longer that Deshaun Watson trade uh, looming for at least this season. Will reapproach that in the off season. Um, I think that distraction for the rest of the season is no longer there. So it won't be a distraction for the coaching staff. It won't be a distraction for the players. Um, Tua Tagovailoa has actually been, you know, pretty decent uh, since coming back from his injury. So I, I, I'm glad that they're allowing him the rest of the season at least to see what we have in him. I just wish they would open the offense up, like using Jalen Waddle on seven yard, you know, slants. Listen, he's not Michael Thomas. He's so much better. Uh, like use him on more than a slant. Let him go deep once or twice a game. That's that's what he was doing in in college. Like use him to what he does good. But they're just for some reason the coaching staff is is not calling deep plays or or throwing the ball down the field unless it's like the fourth quarter and now we're gonna come back from behind. That's when they open it up and it's just frustrating as a Miami fan. See, this is what you do. You get me talking about the Dolphins and I'll just ramble and rant on them. I I appreciate this. Thank you, gentlemen. There we well, go. that's that's all we have time for, listeners. Um, <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for joining us. <laughs> Nada, do you have any thoughts on uh, whether there's anyone worse to watch than the Dolphins? The, the problem with the Dolphins is that they were supposed to be good, which I think is the issue, is the fact that they're not. They're not even – like they were Our semi-competitive in the Bills game until about the third quarter, the halfway point of the third quarter, then I think the, fourth, fourth, the Bills kind of started to run away a little bit. Yeah, the fourth. Going mm-hmm. to the fourth, sorry, fact the, the check, thank with, you. The, the, the problem with it is, is our offensive line is really bad. Like, they drafted guys early. Like, if you look at the picks we spent on that offensive line, like, we spent a lot of early draft capital on that offensive line. Uh, we got a couple first-rounders, a couple second-rounders, um, but they're just guys who we have not hit with. Like, we completely whiffed uh, on those draft picks. And the defense this year is just not nearly as good as the defense was last year. Like, last year, the defense was literally winning games for Miami. And this year, like, we're just so undisciplined on defense. It's it's atrocious. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. All righty. Sounds good from there. We'll see. Before we move on to the last one, it's just, it is, we're recording this Tuesday, trade deadline today. My favorite story of the day, Washington football team trying to trade for Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, well, he is I, the. I, listen, I would have. He's the Nickelodeon yeah. most valuable player. So the, I mean, the I, MVP. We don't want yeah, MVP. I, I, I wouldn't know listen, what else to go out and grab for. I mean, listen, you, you, they could have drafted Chicago could have drafted Patrick Mahomes, but clearly they, you know, seen something a little bit better in Mitch Trubisky. The fact that he's not on the Bears right now, I wonder if the Bears would be better with Trubisky than they are with the combination of Fields and Dalton. Yeah, Chicago could have done a lot of things, but instead they're a city with a shit football team and everyone's uh, too interested in improv. Uh, Right, our last one of the evening, an NFC team will win the Super Bowl. That's that's a fact. That's not an overreaction. It's a a fact. Oh, yeah. Yeah, whoever is in the the NFC championship game, like that's the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's an old school early 90s. Yeah, early '90s. Yeah, there you go. That's probably about right. Niners Cowboys rivalry, where you kind of know whoever wins between those two is just going to win the Super Bowl, regardless. And the Bills. Yeah, are but it's lose. not going to be the. It's not going to be the Niners. They're not even going to make the playoffs. Nah, nah, probably not. Who Who do you like at the halfway point? I mean, we do all these predictions. Who do you like winning the whole thing? The Rams look so good. They just look like they're firing on all cylinders. Tampa Bay. Eh, I'm just not seeing it in them this year. They, I mean, I mean, they did the same thing last year where they looked halfway okay and then they kind of just clicked a little bit but I, th- I, th- I think the Rams just look so good right now I don't think there's a team that can take it from them I'm gonna go Tampa Bay um I think what we're seeing from them right now honestly is just them kind of coasting through through the regular season like they're just going through motions at this point like they know they're good enough on offense to hang with any team in the NFL they're good enough on defense to where their defense can just take over the game and be dominant anytime they want. I think they're just going through the motions. They're, they're giving probably about 70, 75% effort. And on that team, 75% is better than 95% of the rest of the NFL. The Rams look, the problem is the Rams are more complete. They have everything you could ever want. They got a running back. They got a quarterback. They got a decent offensive line. They got 
phenomenal weapons and on defense they got a great secondary and now i mean they got aaron donald and now they got von miller there's no weakness on the Rams. there's no weakness yeah. a good coaching yeah, staff no, there's no weakness the, the only the only thing i will say is it's very difficult for teams to beat the same team twice in one season um and and the rams have already beaten the bucks once this year so i think you know they're gonna if they were to meet in the playoffs you know, they'll go back and look at that game and see what they did well and what they did bad and make corrections. Um, so, but it's, listen, I mean, we're the winners, right? Like ultimately us as fans, we're, we're, we're the winners of that great matchup potentially happening again. Uh, I think those are the two best teams right now in the NFL. They're the most complete for sure. Mm-hmm. So Bills would be a close up there. The Cardinals, I'm not quite ready to crown them there yet. Uh, no, the, the, I, I so you got the one A, one B is is Tampa and the Rams. You can yeah. put Rams one A and Tampa one B and Tampa one A and Rams one B. It doesn't really matter. Those are the class of the NFL, and then everybody else is just below them. Mm-hmm. I um I think the Ravens could take the Rams if they make it all the way. I think that'd be a good matchup for them. I think if it's the Bills and the Rams, I think the Rams just steamroll. I like the Ravens call. I, I think the Bills can give the Rams a run for their money just because I'm not sure, and, and, and maybe I've missed it, but I'm not sure how good the the Rams defense has been against mobile quarterbacks. I mean, they're good against everyone. And so Josh, Allen isn't really run, Josh Allen isn't really running as much as he used to. He's not the same yeah. mobile quarterback he was once upon a time. He's still not a pocket guy. He's more like an Aaron Rodgers. Um you know, that sort of mobility as opposed to a runner. But as you say, now that with Aaron Donald, Von Miller, um, if Jalen Ramsey can lock down whoever he's on long enough, they're going to get home. And if they just burst through, well, it doesn't matter because Ramsey will be there to pick it off. They are, they look so complete. Mm-hmm. I don't want to knock off the Chiefs just yet. I know they've been kind of struggling a little bit, but I mean, once they get firing and clicking, I think they'll be too scary for any team anyway. Yeah, I don't think so this year, but they'll... I wouldn't want to have to be playing the Chiefs down the stretch and needing to win to get into the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. Right. Well, now that we've come to the end of that, now have you got some wise words of wisdom for us? Yeah. Don't drink and drive. That is Nada's wise words of wisdom. Uh-huh. Now, uh, speaking of car crashing, um, sorry. We've already talked about uh, the Dolphins. Oh, yeah, true, true, true. Uh, we got the mid-season quiz going on here. So, of course, as I mentioned earlier, we got a couple people. And Sheehan and George with some questions laid out. I even have a couple myself, but mine's are going to be a little bit more on the joking side, I think. And of course, you know, we're going to test our wits in a battle of knowledge. And who wants to start off? Sheehan, me, you, George? Uh, I, got a qu- I got a question for you and you alone off the top here, Nada. Who hosts uh, NFL Red Zone? <laughs> you know what I'm saying is that it's, it's Chris Hansen. <laughs> Just uh, sit down for me for a moment. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> That's his name. That's it. Chris Hansen. I will never say his actual name. His name is Chris Hansen. That's it. There we go. Now I'll, I'll kick us off proper here. So uh, buzz it, buzz in with your names. I'll keep a, I'll keep a running tally of the scores here, but we'll see how we do. So which four players have each topped a fifty percent target share in a game this year? Are you going to give us the name? Are you going to give us those names? George. No, that's the question. Oh, who? Oh, we got to think of the <laughs> George. names. George, who go, have you got? Uh, first one I'm going to go with is uh, Darren Waller. Who else? Oh, can you tell me if I'm right or wrong? <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you if you're right or wrong at the end. Uh, okay, um, I'm going to have to say Tyreek Hill. He's oh, got to be on, on there. that list. No, no, he's not on that list. No. Okay. I'm going to go Darren Waller. I'm going to go Chase, Chase Claypool, Debo Samuel, and Cooper Cup. Um, so you're wrong because Claypool's not on there. Uh, and neither's Tyreek Hill. Or, I mean, Darren Waller. I meant mean, no- Jamar, I mean, Jamar Chase. I meant Jamar Chase, not Chase. Oh, Jamar Chase. Yeah, he's not on there either. Darren Waller, although okay. he had 19 targets in week one, uh, 36.5 <laughs> was his target share. Nato, what were, who were your guesses? Okay, so I'm going Debo Samuel. Yep. Devontae Adams. Yep. DJ Moore. No. Brandon Cooks? Yeah. Brandon Cooks. I'll, I'll give you a, I'll give you two points there. It's Debo Samuel in week one, 52.2%. Okay. Brandon Cooks, 50% in week two. Devontae Adams, 58.1% in week three. Any guesses at what the last one was? 
it's probably going to be someone really stupid, like like Hunter Renfro or something like that. It was this week, Tyler Lockett, fifty nine point one percent. I don't ever guess that. I'm going to give you. No, I'm going to give you two points there, Nada. Oh, thank you, thank you. Wait, how many does George get? George gets no points. I got, I got nothing. I got nothing. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. So uh, you know what? I might as well get mine out of the way early. Uh, which tight end has the most rushing touchdowns this year? Ooh, uh, Tommy Tremble. He has one, yes, and he's tied with another one. That's a trick question for you, right there, huh? Is it Mike Gesick? No. Jono Smith. No, I really don't think you guys will ever, ever, ever guess it. Jared Cook. It's on the, it's on the AFC. How about that? Jared Cook, no. I, actually, I have a, I have an inkling who this might be, but I'm not going to. Is it is it Jody Fortson from Kansas no. City? Nope. No. His was actually, I think, a forward pass. Uh, I got, I got, I got, listen, I got nothing. All right. Eric Ebron. Ah, do I, do I get anything for Tommy Tremble? Yeah, you get one. I'll, get, I'll give you a point. I'll give you a point for that one. All right. What do you got for us, George? Uh, what two teams under 500 are in the top 12 in total passing yards on the season? With two teams under 500. All right. One of them's the Chiefs. No. They're no. technically 500, right? Yes, they are 500. The two They're teams. Under 500. They, got, they have two teams. Uh, both in the, uh, I'll give you, I'll save that clue if you need it, but, uh, there's two teams that are under 500 that are in the top 12 in total passing yards on the season. Washington football team. No, no, I'm going to, I'm going to stop guessing. Hmm. I have to think about this one. Like, Cause see, I got to think about record now. I, I really don't think it's the jets. I'm not going to go with them. Uh, I, I could see it being the giants. They've had some, some pretty healthy one. games. Okay, and I'd probably have to guess Miami. No. No? Damn. Um, Although it does begin with an M. Oh, Minnesota. Would be the other one, correct. Ah. Uh, New York Giants are number eight overall in total passing yards uh, at two and six. And Minnesota is number 12 at three and four. Hmm. I'm going to give myself no points for that because I had a million fucking guesses. Fair enough, fair enough. Through eight games. Two position players, because I'm not counting quarterbacks here. Like, backup quarterback comes in and kneels, loses points. Through eight games, two position players have negative fantasy points in PPR. Who are they? Now, is there, a, is there like a minimum uh, carries or targets or anything like that? Like, is there somebody we're going to know or is it somebody just so obscure? Because I, like, I feel like one of them probably Trey Sermon. No, there, there's no minimum carries. This is out of everyone in the NFL who's taken a slap is oh. two players with negative fantasy points. One's a running back. One is a wide receiver slash returner. I got nothing. Listen, there's way too many like third down backs that come in and lose, you know, three uh, yards on a carry and then they never get touched again. So I cheated and I looked it up. Cheater. Yep. Jakeem Grant senior and Deontay Spencer. No, that's in standard. We're talking PPR. So it is Jakeem uh, Grant, who who is minus 2.7 on the season. The other, Trenton Cannon, the uh, running back. I think he was last of the Panthers. Or actually, no, yes. he was last of the Niners. Yeah. One from each of your teams. Uh-huh. There you go. Yeah, so I didn't go that deep on any of my questions. Like I wanted it to be people that, you know, People who listen to a fantasy football show would actually know the names of <laughs> and have heard of. <laughs> there, there's someone out there who got the answer to that. If you got the answer to that, let us know. Yes. Uh, I'd be, I'd be very proud know, of him. Please. I'd would be, be very proud impressed. of him. Alrighty. So in half point PPR, Cooper Cup has already outscored his fantasy number from last year. True or false? True. True. That is true. That is true. He currently has 185 fantasy points, half point PPR. Depends on the league for mine, how they do fumbles and all that, of course. But in 2020, he has 164. So he's week eight. He's already 20 fantasy points over his last year's production. I'm pretty sure Cup is the overall plan number one this year. Yes. At this point. He is. And I'm kicking myself in, in the butt, not trading Miles Gaskin for him after week one. In uh, 
in two leagues, I wanted Tyler Lockett and settled for Cooper Cup, and I've never been happier. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, Despite a three and five record, this NFC team has the 10th most points scored through eight games. Hold on, repeat that. Despite a three and five record, and quit cheating. Uh, this NFC team has the tenth most points scored through eight games. I gotta think of three and five teams now. Is it, NFC? Is it, is it the Seahawks? It is not the Seahawks. Mm. Is it the Colts? They're not the not NFC. The, oh, sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry. Oh, sorry. Uh, not, nah, I have to go by the divisional list and like list. Like, okay, who's three and five? Who's three and five? Who's three and five? Who's three and five? Um. To, to guess an NFC team, like oh the Eagles, got a losing record. It wouldn't be the Philadelphia. Oh, I thought you said three and five. Uh, I, thought, I thought you, I thought you said three and five record. They are three and five, aren't they? The Eagles, yes. The Eagles are three and five. Okay. The Eagles were my uh, my other guess. If I'd have uh, yeah. not gone the Seahawks, it, it's Proud crazy. They got a three and five record, but they've scored so much. It, it, it's like that one team that you got in, in your fantasy league where you know your team is good. You're scoring all these points but you're just playing everybody on the week they blow up and there's no worse feeling in the world. <laughs> yes. Yes. I would like to to my own horn currently in a league. I am in fifth place with a four and four record. I have the most points for and the most points against it's tons of fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a great feeling, isn't it? No, it kind of sucks. <laughs> it does suck. It absolutely sucks. <laughs> so circling back to tar- target share. Six players have had a 30% or greater target share four or more times in a game this season. So we already talked about Debo Samuel. He's done it five times. Adams and Cook's done it four times. Who are the other three players who have had a 30% or greater target share four or more times this season? I'm going to say Cooper Cup. I feel like one's Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is one. He's He's done it six times. That's the most in the league. How about AJ Brown? AJ Brown is not on the list. Okay. How about Jamar Chase? Jamar Chase is not on the list. I don't oh, think I... Chase has topped thirty uh, a thirty percent share. Huh. I'm, I'm, you know, how about uh, Travis Kelsey? Travis Kelsey is not on the list. No, uh, I don't think Tyree Kill is on the list either. But I'm going to go him also. So, Tyree Kill has had three games of forty percent or more, but not four of thirty percent or more. That's fake how about news. TJ Hawkins is not on the list. You guessed this guy. Nada guessed this guy earlier for the last target share question. Come on, Nader. Come on, Nader. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Like, who did I say? DJ Moore. It is D- DJ Moore. Done it five times. There we go. Ian okay. Samuel five times, which leaves us with one more. One more. Now I'm looking at the list right now. Out of, out of the NFC. Out of the NFC. CD Lamb. It, no, no, it, it's not Cordell yeah. Patterson, is it? It's not called Errol Patterson. Oh. Mike Pittman? Is it one of the is it one of the Bucks guys? Again, Michael Pittman is not in the NFC. <laughs> <laughs> I keep mistaking the Colts. Hey, on, next question. What div- what conference are the what Colts in? Do the Colts play in? <laughs> uh, with- it was not whoever you just guessed. I'll get you it's uh four times this year, Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney. Wow. I would have never I, guessed I that. We could have guessed that all day. We, I would have never listen, guessed that. Listen, that, that team is so, like, they, oh, so bad. So bad. I don't care about I, anything about the. I'll give away an answer to a later question that I now won't ask, that Justin Fields, when he's targeting uh, Darnell Mooney and Allen Robinson, has a, le- a passer rating of less than 60%. Pretty good. That's not good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Alrighty, so I'm gonna I'm gonna list these players, these four players, and you're gonna list them from top to bottom from fantasy points production. So I'm gonna go: DeAndre Swift, Aaron Jones, Najee Harris, and Alvin Kamara. I'm, I'm gonna go with DeAndre Swift at the top. Okay. Um, is it, what what scoring format here? Half point PPR. All my questions yeah. are half point because I think half point is probably the easiest one to go with. That's fine. So I'm going to go DeAndre. Um, who who was what else was it other than Najee and Aaron Jones? So it's DeAndre Alvin Swift, Kamara. 
Aaron Jones, Najee Harris, Kamara. Well, I'm going to jump in with it's yeah. Swift, Kamara, Harris, Jones. Swift, Kamara, Swift. Harris, Jones. That is incorrect. I'm going to go Swift. I'm going to go Swift, Jones, Kamara, Harris. That is also incorrect. It's actually it Swift, Swift Harris, Kamara, Jones. That is incorrect. Oh, what? It is. It is. It also depends on the format you go with. Because depending on how fumbles go and potential scoring, but let's see, the one I'm currently looking at, Swift, Aaron Jones, Harris, Kamara. You might be oh. wondering, hey, you listed it exactly like that. I'm like, yeah, and you would be correct. I did because I didn't want to jumble <laughs> it out of order and then confuse myself. So I listed it like that. <laughs> That's great. Uh, what do you go first, George? Uh, this one, this one's pretty easy, I think. Uh, this NFL wide receiver leads the NFL in red zone targets and touchdowns. This NFL wide receiver also leads the NFL with targets inside the 10-yard line. Is it red, red zone targets and touchdowns and targets inside yeah. the 10? Yep. Yep. So he leads the NFL uh, in targets inside the 20 and red zone touchdowns and targets inside the 10. Mike Evans? No. He was second. Uh, uh. I'm going to go oh, Cooper Cup. You would be correct. I just want the guy with the most touchdowns. Cooper Cup was that. Yeah, that Cooper Lee. He's just so good this year. It's ridiculous. It's, yeah. You know, you know, I know, I know a lot of people want to say sell high on him, which I don't think is a bad idea. I just don't think it's a good idea either. I'd rather keep him. <laughs> I would rather just keep him. Like, yeah, like I think Unless you knock my socks off with an offer, like make me something I can't refuse. Okay, I'll trade him. But otherwise, like I'm not trading him. Like I'll just keep him. He's just so good. Like, like what would it take? Like you'd have to give me Alvin Kamara and DeAndre Swift. Maybe I'd do it. I don't even know if I'd do that. No. Uh, it's like you guys said last week on the show. You don't need to sell high. What you can do is put the player in your lineup and get the points. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Like maybe Christian McCaffrey and like Devontae Adams or something like that. No. But I mean, there's no way a person no. would have both of them on the same team. I don't, I don't want anything to do with Christian McCaffrey. That's fair. That's fair. All right. So tight end A has 21 receptions on 27 targets for 286 yards and five touchdowns. Oh, God. Tight end B has 21 receptions on 23 targets for 289 yards and five touchdowns. So I'll run through those again. That's 21, 21 catches, 286 yards and five touchdowns for tight end A, and 21 catches, 289 yards and five touchdowns for tight end B. This is why I picked them because they're very similar. Who are they? Is one Jared Cook? No, but they are both in the AFC. Is one Gasecki? No. Thank you, because I didn't want to say another dolphin because people are going to start thinking, oh, he only answers dolphins with all his questions. Um, <laughs> uh, Dawson Knox? Dawson Knox is tight end A. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. Who could potentially be? Is it Ricky Seals Jones? It is not Ricky Seals Jones. I'm trying to think, like, which tight end? He plays in the NFC. Never mind. He plays for the Colts. <laughs> 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 Is oh, it, we gotta go there, guys. Pat Come on. It's not Pat Fryermuth, but I'm a big fan of his. Oh, oh, um. See, I don't want to say his name because I don't even know how to say his name. I I guess that would be the person that that it is then. <laughs> see, he's on the Bengals. Say it. Say it. C- CJ Uzoma. C- <laughs> it is CJ Uzoma. CJ Uzama. Dawson Knox, CJ Uzama. Okay. So, you know, as a Dawson Knox owner in multiple leagues, I'm a, a little sad that he's not playing. But all right. Yep. All right. So let's skip my question because um, it potentially got used. So, uh, George, go. All right. Uh, this quarterback leads the NFL in pass attempts from inside the 20 and inside the 10 yard line. That's Tom Brady. But it was Tom Brady. Wait, hold on. Repeat the question. I didn't even get a chance to hear it. <laughs> this quarterback leads the NFL in pass attempts from inside the 20 and inside the 10-yard line. Oh, man. I could have guessed that one. That's not fair. Yeah, yeah you, but you, you, you would have said, said Matt Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know what? I probably would have. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, I probably uh, would have. That, 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 one, 
that one was a layup. <laughs> All right, that's fair. But who <laughs> leads who leads the league in fumbles and in fumbles lost? It's the same player. Oh, it has yeah, to be Daniel Jones. What's it's that, sir? 1,000, 1,000% is Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. has to be Daniel Jones. Let me just verify that because that is not the answer I have in front of me. <laughs> Daniel Jones has six <laughs> on the season. Six fumbles lost on the season. Uh, I think in that case, which <laughs> excluding Daniel Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the only reason I knew uh, Daniel Jones uh, was because I looked that stat up earlier. And he, uh, I was kind of surprised to see him at the, at the top of the list. Are you surprised? Uh, I'm surprised he's not. Yes. Funnily enough, it's surprised. not. It's, ju- it's Justin Fields with eight. Oh, really? Eight fumbles. I would have never guessed um, that. In, in that case, to rectify this question, so the top 13 players are all quarterbacks. So who then leads the league in fumbles and fumbles lost for running backs? Uh, let's see who fumbles. Nobody on the Patriots because once you fumble once, they cut you. It's mm-hmm. true. Zeke had his last year. I don't think he's it this year. Um, same with the Buccaneers. You fumble, you're done. For example, Ronald Jones. Yep. Um, so I don't to to clue you in here. Uh huh. Two players have fumbled four times. Two running backs have fumbled four times. One has not lost a fumble. One has lost two. One's from the NFC, one's from the AFC. You know, unfortunately. It's, they're both Jonathan Taylor. I get what you did now. I get what you did now. I get what you did. It's not Chris Carson. CEH? <laughs> no. Actually, I wouldn't be surprised to be CEH. He's fumbled it a couple times. No. Um, t- no I want to say Tyson Williams. I know he fumbled and lost one. I don't know if he fumbled and lost two. He fumbled and lost his job. Uh, yes, he did. What, sure. One of one of your favorites, Nada. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that was too easy of a, a clue then. Okay, my boy Antonio Gibson, my uh, my favorite and touted running back, who I preach to everybody should draft every single day. <laughs> He's lost two fumbles. The other other player with four fumbles. Last call. Zach Moss. Oh, wrong one. That's impressive enough. Yeah. Hey, if you don't lose a fumble, did you really fumble it? That's true. Do you guys play in fantasy leagues where you lose a point if you have a fumble but not lost it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if you fumble, you lose a point. And if you lose the fumble, you lose a point. So only two? Potentially can. Yeah. I think it's three for a lost fumble in mine, or minus three Mm -hmm. for a lost fumble. Yeah, the lost fumble might even be minus six. It's whatever an interception's worth. It's the same. Hmm. All right. Uh, here's another one. I think it's a layup. Uh, this running back leads all running backs in targets, receptions, and yards. DeAndre uh, Swift. Yeah, it's got to be Swift. That's yeah. 50, 57 targets? Uh, something like that. It's ridiculous. I think he's in the 60s in his targets and in the 50s in his receptions. Yeah, he's having a good season. DeAndre, yeah, was it two Kayla Swift. It's happening. Yep. I think he needs a little bit more. I think he needs a little bit more on the yardage part. He's got the touchdowns. He needs a little bit more on the yards. All right, so I, I got a kicker one for you. So uh, let's see. Which kicker has more fantasy points, Matt Gay or Tyler Bass? I know this one. Tyler George, Bass. if you want to have a guess. It's Tyler, Tyler Bass. Bass. He's second, isn't he? He is. But behind Nick Falk. Yep. Surprisingly, Nick Falk. It also depends on format. Not, also depends not, on format. Not really. If you think about it, like historically, the Patriots have always had high-scoring kickers. Yep, and once they can't move the ball inside 40, out comes the folk era. Yep. Uh, Go ahead. No, no, no. What were you going to say? Let's see. I'm looking at different formats of mine, and in one format, Matt Gay and Tyler Bass, they both have 69 fantasy points, Uh, a nice, nice (laughs) in between. (laughs) Rob Gronkowski approves that message. Thank you. No, he's too busy with his uh, what is it the the AA insurance commercials. This is phenomenal, phenomenal USA acting. A. Though, what do you mean? I'm special. Wow, like cool. Right, go ahead. I, I've I've put together a couple of who am I questions. I'll only pull one out, but I've I've told now he is a guy. This is uh, Chris Collins okay. style. Now You're here's a guy. A guy. He's Talk a guy. About here's a, a guy. Talk about a guy. Now, here's a guy who has two receiving touchdowns on the year 
a 100% catch rate in the red zone that is rostered in 0% of redraft leagues, according to Fantasy Pros. It's got to be somebody really stupid. <laughs> got to be somebody stupid. So let's see. That means they're passing touchdowns. In that case, that I'm Alec, assuming it's a wide Alec receiver. Ingold? It is not Alec Ingold. He is a tight end. Tight end? Oh, God. It's going to I be think some I'm obscure st- player we've never heard of. I, I know. I was going to say something like maybe I mean. like Mar- Mark Andrews. No, because I mean, he's not owned in 0% of leagues. <laughs> it's not Adam Troutman. Yeah, I got nothing. No, I have no idea. It is. He actually came up earlier in the show, Jody Fortson from Kansas City. Now, well, a chance to redeem. I, I could have chan- had a list of, of 50 NFL tight ends with his <laughs> name on there, and I still might have gotten it wrong. You, you, ne- you never know. I'll, uh, I'll throw this one out there. Four other players have scored a touchdown this year and have 0% ownership. Any, you want to have a guess at any of them? One of them has since retired. Wait, wait, what? So four players, other than our mate Jody Fortson, have scored a touchdown this year but are rostered in 0% of leagues. So there's one's more retired. tight ends. There's, one's retired, one's a Dolphin, one's a 49er. Oh, Jordan Reed? It is not Jordan Reed. Ah. Oh. Do you want to have a stab, George? Is the player still actively on the Dolphins roster? I don't know. Is Isaiah Ford? Isaiah Ford is one of them. Wow. I pulled that one out of my butt. <laughs> so so the four and least, Chris Hogan is the one who retired. Isaiah Ford, Juwan Jennings. Nato, I think he scored in about week two or week three, around mm. the Trent Sherfield time. And Cameron Batson, who I believe is on the Titans. Yeah, I would. Nah, I got nothing. I would, I would never know that one. No. All right, here's, let's get one more question a, in. Here's a good one. Uh, this wide receiver leads all wide receivers in yards per target with a minimum of 50 targets. Yards per target with a minimum of 50 targets. Yeah. Yeah, this targets. way it's not some obscure player that's like the wide receiver. <laughs> You know, five on a team that's just Sheehan. got one pass for 70 yards. Okay, so let's so see. Minimum 50 targets, and it's yards per target, not yards per reception. Mm-hmm. Correct. So first I would have thought John Ross, but then you said minimum 50. And after that, okay, Mike, okay, it's yep. not John Ross. I don't think it's DK Metcalf either. And I, I know. I was just Jamar Chase. Yeah, it was Jamar Chase Jamar is on my list. Yeah. It is Jamar Chase. Because right now, Jamar Chase yeah, but, currently has the most receptions over 20 yards. So, I mean, in that case, then yeah, you probably shouldn't, in theory, have that. All right. Yeah. One more, one more. One more, Sheehan. Right. So, this one, this was going to be a whole segment. And if this works, we might bring it back for later episodes, Nada. This okay. is called Traders of the Lost Player. So, what I've got here is based on your beloved Yahoo trade analyzer. These Thank are you. actual trades that have gone down. So... Team A gives Allen Robinson and Austin Eckler. Team A gives a running back and a receiver from the same team in the AFC. Who are those two players? Wait, hold on. Repeat Leonard, that. Leonard Fournette and Chris Godwin. Not in the AFC. Oh. So t- t- <laughs> Team A, they're good guess though. Team A gives My- Allen Robinson and Austin Eckler. And team B gives a running back and a receiver from the same AFC team. Daryl Williams and Tyreek Hill? No, but good guess. Huh. I'm going to go Chase Claypool and Najee Harris. That's very close. It's Najee Harris and Deontay Johnson. Uh, I was just about to go in and swoop. After he said that, after George said it, I was like, oh, no, no, I'll try Deontay Johnson. He swooped in on it. All righty. I know you said that was the last question. I got two more. I really, I really want to. Ask. All right, go for it. All right, bring it on. Yeah, here we go. Uh, what three NFL wide receivers are averaging over a hundred receiving yards per game? Debo Samuel. Yeah. That's okay. Debo. Cooper, Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is one. There's one more. It's not Tyree Kill, actually. 
it's average, not. Is there is there a minimum qualifier here? Yeah, he's played in six games, so it's got to be Jamar Chase. It's not. It's not. It's not an obscure player. No, it's somebody it's, in the NFC. Uh, Devontae Adams. That is the other one. So Debo's okay. averaging 117 yards per game. Cooper Cup is averaging 115.5, and Devontae Adams is averaging 106.3. Which is odd because Jamar Chase has Jamar Chase is nearing almost 800 yards. They've played. They have yeah. not had a bye week. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, then then yeah. if they played he eight was, games, he, he doesn't close. have eight hundred. Yep. That two hundred yard game he had really helped his average. Yeah. Out. Um, here's the last one I really wanted to to ask. Uh, through eight games, what team has given up the most yards and the most touchdowns to tight ends? Oh, um, the Ravens. No. Hmm. I went solely for the Uzma. Uh, it's it's a team with really good defense too from memory. It's like you look at it and you go, this is not a matchup that you want to exploit. Um, is it? It's an AFC team. I'll give you that. Mm. Is New York? No, it's not the Jets. I think because Pitts blew up against them. I'll give Nader a hint. It's not the Colts. <laughs> <laughs> Like I'm going down the list of teams that have an AFC team. Yeah, is it most most yards, most touchdowns? Yep, they've given up uh, through eight games. They've given up the most yards and the most touchdowns to tight ends. Yeah, the Chiefs. It is the Kansas City Chiefs. No, well, I would have not guessed that one. That one when I was when I was prepping for this, I seen that, and I was I was even I was surprised. how bad they've been against tight ends. Like, sorry, tight ends against Kansas City. Because usually Tyron Matthew does a semi-decent job with tight ends. But, I mean, of course, when you have a defense as historically bad as the Chiefs is right now, eh, yeah, I guess so. So if that's if that's the end of the shooting match here, we'll go to the scores. Okay. George with a whopping four points in third place. Not bad. Four so points? Good, good effort. Yeah. And then <laughs> in joint first place. Oh, joy. We both we both got eight. So even though we tied, we're both twice as good as George. There we go. <laughs> you know, I had myself you know, winning. I don't know. I, 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 I think I, I need a I'm recount. I'm from Florida. I would say I'm from Florida, so therefore I demand a recount. <laughs> yeah, I demand a recount. Come on. So I, you know what? I, you know, I'm in California. Multiple devices. And yeah. yeah. Back. I, I think I think there was some no. shady scoring. I think I think I think I need a recount. They're doing the two for him and one for me, and that's the. That's the reason I've got four and he's got eight. That's what I think. Yeah. Look, mm. if you were, if you want to hear about it, I'll be appearing at the Four Seasons Total Landscaping in North London, and uh, I'll tell you all about the dodgy scoring here. Well, isn't, isn't that good? I, I think the real winner here was was the fun we all had. No, I don't do yeah, participation that, that trophies. It was the next time I do this, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to look up the most obscure players in the NFL, though. And you no, no, we part of we, my question. We already have one person doing it. I don't need another person. I stick to main, <laughs> main, main stats. And, you know, you dabble onto the kickers a little bit for some fun. That's my fun. I uh, I just didn't want to duplicate any questions with uh I'm, I'm in a 32-team single-copy player league. I'm going to use that as my as my scoring reference for the next time we do this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, good call. Um I've got a few more of those trade questions. I'll save them for uh, for next week, Nada, because uh, I think you might enjoy them. I like trade questions. They're fun to analyze and fun to go over. But all right, so that's going to wrap up the midseason quiz. Clearly, I won. Fake news to whoever thought otherwise. But hey, let's start with a two-minute drill. Shan, do you want to kick it off? Uh, I'll get my timer out whilst George kicks us off. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You, uh, what is this two-minute thing? I didn't prep nothing for two minutes. Well, I'm pretty good at it, so. <laughs> right, so you have two minutes. You were on the show last week when you did this, by the way. Yeah, you it's, were. You've got you've got two minutes to do a preview of the week, games you want to watch, who's going to play well, is there anyone you want to avoid, general thoughts about the upcoming uh, slate of games. Now to show him how it's done. All right, so let me hit start. Two minutes. So we're going to kick it off in a Baltimore versus the Vikings. I think this is going to be a highly interesting game because there's going to be a lot of fantasy viable players going off here. I mean, Mar- uh, Marquise Brown, he's going to be killing it. Lamar Jackson, killing it. Whichever running back for the Ravens, you're going to put him in your flex. And then, of course, on the opposite side of the field, you're going to be knocking out of the park with 
Justin Jefferson and Thielen. And of course, you got Dalvin Cook kicking it off. I think he's healthy now. I don't think he has, has any injury concerns to be worried about, but I'll tell you somebody you should be worried about. And that's my boy, Nick Chubb. And I don't know what's going on over there. He supposedly had a full regular workload of practice and somehow he almost gets out carried by the uh, the, 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 the backup with the cool name, the Ernest Johnson. That's the name. The Ernest, John, the Ernest Johnson somehow gets out carried by him. So, so right now against the Bengals, who uh, they got a decent defense, nothing phenomenal, but something decent. I'm scared of my boy, Nick Chubb. It doesn't mean you're not starting him. You're obviously going to start him, but hey, maybe you should just tamper expectations on what you could potentially get out of that first round running back. Speaking of first round running backs, just kidding. Josh Allen on the Buffalo Bills going against the highly touted Jacksonville Jaguars, which is sure to be a close nail biter. finish till the end potentially an overtime tie that's going to be a phenomenal game if you own any buffalo bill shares not so much on the jaguars i highly recommend starting the jaguars defense i think that'll work out well for you and in the matchup of the legendary Super Bowl future teams, we have the Houston Texans against the Miami Dolphins. Sorry, George, I have to take this one for you. And I just I just oh, gotta oh, let you know. It's one and seven against one and seven. You know, if you look in the mirror, they're both seven and one. And and I think that's what I'm going to have to do while watching this game. And I think this is the only time I'm ever going to have to take pee breaks while watching Red Zones is when this game is on the television. I think this is where I will literally take a seat and for my boy, Chris Hansen. <laughs> right. You know how the segment works now, George? I know how it works now. I don't have the NFL schedule in front of me, so I'm just going to wing this. But let's see, see, this is where you messed up because we put it in the notes. Yeah, I know. Uh, and I looked across. at the notes. Uh-huh. I, I looked at the notes too. That's right. Uh-huh. I don't have a. I didn't bring my laptop with me, so I don't have it open. I was going off the top of my head. I got my little little notes for the questions, and that's all I brought. Uh huh. You, you see, the amateurs we're bringing on here, Shane. <laughs> uh, you know, I like it. It, it, it brings a, a homespun charm to this otherwise high quality production. Oh, okay. Absolutely. So, right. Two minutes. I don't know Fire if I'll away. fill a whole two. I don't know if I'm going to fill a whole two minutes for this Same. upcoming schedule. Same. But uh, that's okay. I'm going to I'm going to pick up right where Nader left off. Two teams that have become extremely familiar with each other this season. They they they, they are like twin brothers. They are the Miami Dolphins and the Houston Texans. These two teams have been talking so much back and forth all year long. The fact that Deshaun Watson almost got traded to the Miami Dolphins, but then he didn't, but then he did. And then I got a blue check mark telling me it's happening on Monday. And then it didn't happen on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. And then the trade deadline came in Kyle. You don't have to worry, Natter, about taking a pee break during red zone because these two teams are not going to make it into the red zone. So they're not going to get featured on the NFL red zone. So I'm sorry. I apologize to your bladder, but you're not getting a pee break during this game. Um, you, you brought up the, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals. And who are they playing again? The Browns. Uh, the Browns. The Browns, that's right. I, w- I wanted you to recognize that is a division game. That game is going to be just nasty. Um, two teams very familiar with each other. Two teams that are on the on the upswing. Uh, both teams are, are pretty much uh, playoff contenders, if I'm not mistaken. They're both above 500. Um, it, tough division, that whole division with the Ravens and the Steelers. I think this is a is a game Joe Burrow is going to go out there and just throw all over them, though. Um, the Browns did not trade OBJ. There's something going on. There. There's some dysfunction right now. Baker Mayfield may play. He may not play. We don't really know. Uh, is Baker Mayfield a very good quarterback? We really don't know. Um, also, me, also, I know is I'm unprepared for this, and I will do better next time. That's all right. One minute 46. There's nothing to be sneezed at there. I only got two teams. More than me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose I'll bring it home. Let's talk about the Texans, the Dolphins. No, because these two have run it into the ground. I want to talk about the Falcons at Saints. This should be a really interesting game. Uh, obviously, the Falcons uh, went down narrow game to Carolina. We talked, or we didn't really talk about Calvin Ridley uh stepping away from the game. Uh, but obviously that's going to be a massive storyline, as is Jameis missing the rest of the, uh, the rest of the season with an ACL injury. Looks like Trevor Simeon might start for the Saints, but I would be trying to scoop up uh, Taysom Hill now because when he's fit, he will be there and is going to be a much better option for fantasy. Kyle Pitts has a chance to be the tight end one uh, for the rest of the season, as far as I'm concerned, there is really no competition uh, there aside from Cordaro Patterson. Mike Davis, however, has had uh, five receptions 
in just about every game bar one. Oh, sorry, I should say five targets in just about every game bar one. Tajay Sharp is a name uh, and Dane to keep an eye on if you want to uh, beat the rush in a deeper league. Scoop him up now. We're also really interested in the Raiders at the Giants. The Raiders uh, coming off a big win in week seven, then a bye last week. Rich Basaccia has the team up and firing, obviously. It's not been an ideal couple of weeks for the Raiders between John Gruden, between Henry Ruggs, uh, and we know the Raiders are going to rally. I think they can beat the Giants. Well, I know they should be able to beat the Giants, but don't be surprised if the emotional toll of the past month or so gets the better of them. The Giants come out firing uh, against them. Saquon Barkley might be back, uh, if, which is obviously a storyline to keep an eye on. And, of course, got the Patriots at the Panthers, two four and four teams, but very different trajectories. Patriots off great win against the Chargers last week. Panthers for narrow win over Atlanta. We might see Darnold confronted by his old enemy, the New England Ghosts. It is just after Halloween, but it still seems appropriate. Maybe we'll see some more PJ Walker this week. And that is my time. All righty. Now, speaking of the Raiders or the Giants, I do think the Raiders are just going to slam it into the Giants. She'll be an absolute car wreck, uh, but that's going to have to wrap. <laughs> please, editor, take that out. Editor, please take that out. That's, uh... <laughs> Don't take that out. Leave that in there. That was classic. all right well that's gonna have to wrap up oh no 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 it's not gonna wrap it up we still got the prognostications if i said that properly i think we're 0-19 thank you thank you we're currently 0-19 last week i said antonio gibson was outscored josh allen and you know until the fourth quarter i might have been almost right and then Josh Allen decided to score three touchdowns within a five minute span and then george over here he said the jets jaguars and the lions win this week uh the jets did uh, not so much the Jaguars and the Lions. So I give you props for Listen, that. Listen, if you, if you remember, I went originally I went with the Jets win this week. Yes, and you, yes, you and did. you gave me all kinds of shit for that. Uh-huh, so I, and I did. Well, fine, I'll, I'll add to it. So uh-huh. I'm thinking that as a victory. That's worth at least five points. I won the game earlier. Th- th- that's worth nothing. Close only counts. <laughs> Close only counts with horseshoes and hand grenades. Uh, sound like my dad. I hate it when he says that. Now I say it, and now I have you saying it. Alrighty. So, do you have anything hot take, hot prediction for us to go with, Sheehan? You know what? I am going to start with this one on Thursday night. I'm going to back Jersey Mike White to lead the Jets to another win. But more importantly, I think Elijah Moore passes a hundred yards from scrimmage for the game. And finishes as a top 12 wide receiver this week. So that's the Jets win. Elijah Moore has 100 yards and finishes as a top 12 wide receiver. All righty. George, do you have one on hand? I do. Adrian Peterson rushes for over 100 yards this week. Uh, I thought you were going to say Adrian Peterson rushes for like five yards. And I would have been like, oh, okay, that's cool. No. (laughs) No, He's going to go for 100 and a touchdown. How's that? Okay, so, you know, I'm going to have a little bit of fun here. Uh, the, I'm going to have two. That the Chiefs and Packers is going to total for over 100 points. You're on 19 on these predictions. Wow. <laughs> it's going to total for over 100 points. And then a second one, just for giggles. The uh, Actually, you know, you probably couldn't, like, you, you probably couldn't be able to rate this and actually have, like, a stat to back this up. But, like, the over-under of how many times the Falcons... Saints announcers will mention mental health. It would be like an over under of like seven times, seven and a half. Smash the over. Smash the over. If National Tight End Day taught me nothing, it was they just hammer the same points. Yeah, definitely go over. That that's a that's an easy easy over. All right. All right. right, So what what was yours in the end? That that's a hundred plus points in the Chiefs Packers game. Yeah, that's gonna be a fun one. I hope. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. This could be a, a get-right game. Interesting. I've, I've got a good feeling about this. I, I don't think either. If they score 100 points, I don't think it's a get-right game for anybody. That's a get-right <laughs> game. <laughs> Alrighty, so that's going to have to wrap up this episode of the Sleeper Wire Show. Of course, I am Natter. You can follow me on Twitter at Top Tier Tactics underscore Sheen. Where can everybody find you? As always, I'm at Sheen Solo. That's S H E A H A N S O L O on Twitter. You can see all the great weekly articles for our team at Sleeperway. You can get the latest episodes of Screen Pass when they drop. And of course, you can see my article and my thoughts on Calvin Ridley. Keep an ear out for the great debate as well this week if you haven't listened to it. It's, uh, well, it's uh, sort of. Misturbatory exercise on my part, I suppose, but um, you might get something out of it. 
There you go. What about you, George? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at George Reed FF. Um, and you can also catch me on Sunday mornings at Superwire Show for the Sunday Morning Blitz. And on Wednesday nights, I also do the Superwire Show Mail Sack. There we go. That's always fun. I always try to tune in and try to join in on those, but uh, it gets difficult sometimes with the odd, obscure times of those going on sometimes. But all right. So, of course, remember to follow the Sleeper Wire show on Twitter. I know we've mentioned that and tried to beat it like a dead horse, but it's a good way to find and get all the information and be brought to you in an easy way. But other than that, hey, good luck, everybody. Yeah.